All right, hey, 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 it's Friday morning, about 7.15 in the morning, and it's been about three days since I've done a podcast, and uh, I really haven't walked Bud, it's been so dang hot, I've been weaseling out of walking Buddy, I had uh, my son do it once, because it's been 100, one day it was 115, the other day it was 116, and it just doesn't cool off until after 10 or 11 at night. I mean, it, it's like 108, 106 at 7:30. It's just—it's been so hot, and it is—it is 90 now and 91-ish, and um, humid. It's 35 percent, so that's really high for us. So it's just pretty uncomfortable. But anyways, I, yeah, I'm kind of in a funky mood, but I thought, you know, okay, maybe I looked the last time I really walked Bud and done a podcast was three days ago, which is uh, really not that long ago, three days, but I don't know, maybe I miss it. So, huh, Bud? What do you think? So I think Bud likes it when I give him a walk. It's, each of us have our own walking uh, styles and uh, I usually do a 30 to 40 minute walk with Bud 40 minutes and uh, some other people are much less than 30 so Bud doesn't get as get as uh, far of a walk as he might otherwise and uh, so what else what else it's Friday morning um, working with some ideas and going to enter into the next year of contemplating some other options, a side hustle of some kind. And I like the idea of a side hustle. I'm becoming more accustomed to it. And it's a barrier for me because I'm a traditionalist, you know, like, I don't know what it is. It's um, a lot of people have adapted already to this new way of living, of being creative with other pursuits while they have a full-time pursuit. So, you know, it's it's a little bit conflicting in a way, but it doesn't have to be. I don't know why it does. The, the key thing is I'm in a new job, so I just need to get results. As long as I'm getting results in my gig, my job, then then that's all that matters, really. So I'll keep pursuing that. And it's that old, don't confuse um, effort with results. So that's an old school thinking that I've admittedly trapped in. You know, we start out at 16 years old, maybe working McDonald's or grocery store, getting paid by the hour. And so we get ingrained in us you know, if you want to make, we do the math, you know, maybe this is where math might hurt, hurt yourself. It's like, well, I want a hundred dollars, so I need to work 10 hours. So then you just look at the schedule and then people do the old, you know, not get their work done in six hours because they want to get paid for 10. So they kind of dilly dally around. But then of course, grocery stores don't do that. They have a pretty good management over setting the hours but then you you get in this thing where you 
you want to work more per week. And, and then we set up this, what do they call it, uh, baselines. We think the 40-hour work week is the thing. And, and so if you got 10 bucks an hour, the most you're going to make is $400 a week. And then uh, overtime kicks in, and where does that come from? Just kind of weird um, thoughts from the past, you know? So, um, I'm probably like most people, you get kind of stuck in your ways. You get so familiar with something and a way of thinking that it's hard to get out of that way of thinking. So, knowledge-based economy, what value do we add? And then um, this, of course, podcast is a tool. This, this, this thing. Um, I can ramble on and it goes out to the world. I'm kind of upset with this other podcast dude I've been listening to because he, he uh, wants people to send him questions um, through email. And I have a really good question for him. It's kind of a, a little bit, it's a question but I think he would have to admit that he was wrong about something if he, if he dealt with my question. He's either going to have to skirt around it and um, um, find out a reason why he's, he's okay. But, uh, or he's, yeah. Hey, I gotta, gotta check on a dog here. Hi, how you doing? Is your, is your dog okay? He's got some cactus. Oh, he stepped on one? Yeah. 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 One kind of flew around, so be careful right around here. There's a, there's a lot of cactus in here? Yeah. Okay. Those ones right there. Yeah, those jumping there, yeah. Yes. Yes. So I've had to pull him out of his paws before. Does he yell? No, he just stops and then he goes like this. Oh, he's <laughs> screaming. These are like this long and I'm oh. trying to pull it. He's, yeah, he's yelping. Yeah, pulling him out is tough, especially those, yeah. That's Just get a tool. You might want to get a because when I pull them out, it hurts my fingers. Because oh. you know, you're as you're trying to pull it out, your fingers are getting so pricked. Like yeah, just take some pliers. Just pull it out quick. He'll be happy. I don't know if I, I don't know if I have an empty. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Come on, bud. Yeah, cactus dog life. Bud's sniffing over here because the other dog was here. I got to be careful, bud. Don't step on a piece of cactus now. Oh, there's another doggy. Yeah, it's, you've missed this, huh, bud? Come on, bud. So, yeah, it's this other podcast, the dudes, I call them out on something, which is pretty common error, and it's, it's uh, just how people get so ingrained in thinking. They just accept different positions and uh morning how do you walk out here with no dog you got to have a dog man working on it. you gotta <laughs> i know right <laughs> 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 so
some people getting ready for running, it looks like. But it's tough out here at 90, humid. I was thinking about running this morning, but, oh, gosh. My legs are worn out from doing some lunges yesterday. All right, so I guess I better get specific. So those of you who listen that have Bibles, there's a book called Hebrews, chapter 9, verse 27. And uh, this verse, I feel, is plucked, big-time plucked. That means people pull it out. They don't look at the context at all. They just use it to push their agenda. And in this case, what it says is, it says that it is appointed for man to die once, and after this comes judgment. So this is usually used in a verse-plucked way on evangelism, where you're trying to convince someone that uh, literally that they're, you know, they're, there's there's a chance that they're just going to go to hell, and you know you're going to die once. That's it, and then you're going to face judgment. So the implied manipulation there is that you better decide right now, and this also goes along with. The concept of like, if you die tonight, if you were going to die tonight, do you know if you would go to heaven? So the, this, this verse, Hebrews 9, 27, A, I call it A, 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 because it leaves off B, 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 because it doesn't, and then when you start reading the whole thing and then you step back and look at the context, you realize that this is not about the subject isn't us. The whole Hebrews is about how Christ is the greater high priest and that he died once for all. And he doesn't have to go in and go to the Holy of Holies and sacrifice animals and animals' blood every year, year after year. I mean, this is the theme of Hebrews for several, several chapters. But no, people want to pull out 927A and they want to manipulate that and say, see, people, you're going to die once and after this comes judgment. Better believe, better believe. And, the, and, the, and it's just used that way and it's just so annoying to me. It just turns my stomach to see that kind of a scriptural abuse. You know? So, I mean, the same people that love the sola scriptura, well, that's fine, but you got to use the scriptures correctly. And that's, to me, is a misuse, abuse of scripture. And I called this guy out on it because he asked for people to write him and give him questions. And, you know, he... He, he he didn't talk about it. Usually he talks about the questions on the podcast. And he, he does a daily one. And, and so instead of dealing with it on the podcast, possibly either having to admit that, that he's wrong about it, that he does misuse it, or come up with some kind of complicated, magical way of saying, like, oh, no, you can, you, can, you know, take that scripture and that's what it means blah 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 the Greek the Hebrew the blah 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 you know 
I just say this, you know, people, these guys, it's, it comes back to pride. The guy has pride. I have some pride, of course, too, but I'm not, I'm saying, I think I'm right about it. I mean, the context, look, it's the, 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 this, this stuff in the Bible is not written so that we have these made up ideas and then force it into our belief system. It's just written, it's guidance. Look at it, look at the whole thing. And another, I hit one of my favorites today in 1 Timothy 2. Paul himself writes down, I'm not lying. You know, he says he's right. And, and you, you, the, today's 2018 and probably the last hundred years, all the theologians and things are like, well, the, the, the Bible's inerrant. And it's, it's the inspired word of God. And then, it, but no one will ask the question. So, uh, how does that happen when the author of it has to tell you that he's not lying? See, so I mean, it's a little bit of a twisted logic question. But if Paul thought that what he was writing was the inspired word of God, he would he wouldn't even be thinking about saying, "Hey, man, I'm not lying. I'm not lying." So what, you know, is the conclusion that the, the scripture is full of errors? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's a little more complex that it's not, it's not this magic book. It's not a magic book of God's words to us that we're supposed to pluck out and apply. So I don't get angry like the other guy's a shouter. It probably comes from that Georgia Southern southern east u.s always trying to like conflict it over well i live in the slave area so you know i gotta make up for that and all this and it's just so so short-sighted southerners war of northern aggression all this crap hanging on to stuff from 150 years ago and they're right about everything of course because they're southerners whatever there's not that many Yankees left anymore, or Southerners. Yet some people hang on to it, like whatever. Um, so yeah, this this podcast reaches, of course, um, the whole world. <laughs> but but it looks like I've got listener statistics that I've I've actually gone up to like nine people have listened to a typical podcast. And that might be subtract one, because I may count as one if I just accidentally turn it on or something. So let's just say five people have listened to this podcast. One is probably in Colorado, and now I may have some in Chicago area. So I'm probably not getting any listeners from the the bible belt in the southeast yet but those guys are kind of clownish well there there can be fun but i you know because i just like controversy in general but um yeah i gotta back off the controversy and debate stuff a bit just chill i probably need to listen to some tequila and sunrise Sun, sunrise, sunshine, tequila, tequila and sunshine, I think.
hasn't been there hasn't been a podcast in a while but people get busy so um what else how you doing bud you took a little different way let him go different way today let's warm it up hey bud come on you gonna pee on the pee on that guy's this guy thinks you're pooping as you are, but you just take a little pee, don't you? Important information for the podcast. Bringing it back to the the purpose of the podcast, which is we're walking bud. This is really, we're walking buddy, aren't we, bud? And bud, he doesn't mind the podcast. He doesn't mind the multitasking at all. Do you, bud? Some grass here in the shade. A little bit of water on it. Gonna sniff it out. Maybe we'll eat a little grass. Huh, bud? What do you think? What do you think, bud? So, yeah. um, It's nice having Oma here. My wife's mother. She's a great help. Not super strong anymore, but she's she's a persistently hard worker. What a character, right? I mean, people have. I mean, this is. Can I be thankful for that? I mean, I can be, but should I be even more thankful? Should I really think about it? Because I, I mean, she's. What is she now? She's seventy-eight, and it's easy to figure out how old she is. She was born in January. 1940 in Germany so I've mentioned on the podcast before that she was her mother <clears throat> was carrying her during the beginning of World War II in Germany so her German area might have been Yugoslavia but they that was an intense time you can imagine so that's the world she was born into but anyway I, that's not that didn't really shape her personality so much. She's just a hard-working people. They just, it's a cultural thing, I think, too, for the Germans. They just, you know, get down to it, you know, clean stuff, fix stuff, put stuff away, organize, organize, organize. Not my thing at all. <laughs> but she, she's got that. And uh, not only that, I mean, she's just, she's doesn't have this she has no sense of entitlement really at least at least I can I don't observe it you know it's like she's like hey I'm living I'm staying here I'm helping my daughter I'm gonna go to do shopping I'm gonna clean I'm gonna cook you know she's not um, sitting back going well you know I'm I worked my whole life my whole life till 65 and now I'm going to retire and sit back and uh, people owe me stuff you know whatever that's she's very helpful and because she can be annoying you know it's not perfect perfect but she can be annoying about cleaning stuff as I've mentioned before about the put your dishes in the dishwasher right away and things like that but uh, 
for the most part, it's just really good to have her around. I mean, it's just amazing. And uh, what can I say? Um, yeah. So I'm standing on the corner, not of Winslow, Arizona, but 27th Lane and something else. The sun is up in the sky, and it's... It's hitting me in the face. It's hot. Bud is panting away. And it's 40, I think it's 41 days to September 9th. And uh, I'm watching that. To me, the first game of the NFL season. It'll be hot here. 41 days, it'll still be probably 100. But at least there's the end is in sight, September 9th. The end will be in sight. So we have 41 days, and uh, which is really close to 40. Is it 40 days of purpose or something? The famous book by um, Rick Warren. Good speaker, pretty good teacher. Uh, I am more of a... Um, 40 nanoseconds of purpose guy not 40 days but 40 nanoseconds meaning live in the moment this is it we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow so I mean I guess we can assume we have 40 days to read the book and go through the, the commentary but uh you can also just have, right now, in this moment, you can get your 40 nanoseconds of purpose, which is be thankful. Our purpose is to be thankful for the life in this moment that we have. And uh, live in the moment. It's kind of weird. I, I'm still learning that. It's a process. And some of it has to do with I mean, we want to be productive. We want to get results, be, build something, contribute. And it's just uh, um, perhaps a maturing thing. And there is a lot of mystery stuff. I'm going up to one of the two largest airplane companies in the world next week, which, if you know anything about airplanes... That would be Boeing, because <laughs> that's there's Airbus, and I'm just going for a minor, minor little part of the discussion. That they're an airplane company, but they also do space and satellites and different things. And really, my career has been aerospace, but it's hard to. I've never worked at Boeing, but made products for them, for them, or been involved in that. And it's kind of a mystery, right? You get all these people, thousands of people, doing their part, doing little things. And the things, of course, that annoy me are all the paperwork that goes with it. So you got this big plane, helicopter, satellite, whatever. And there's all these quality requirements, which are important. You gotta have quality, of course. But they've made it such a paperwork nightmare and, and systems and you know people recognize that the paperwork is a problem so they 
create computer systems to try to streamline the paperwork stuff. And I get it. We got to have it. You got to have. Might as well, why put in a product that you don't know for sure meets the requirements, which might cause a problem later. And so, really, that's probably why flying is so safe. On the other hand, you still get down to pilot error, so you can make the most perfect airplane have the most perfect um, traffic situation, and you know you got weather impacts, you've got pilot errors, you've got all kinds of factors. So it's never it's never going to be perfectly safe, right? But it's pretty doggone good right now. And a lot of it has to do with all the quality systems and making sure every part that goes into a plane, helicopter, electronics, what have you, is, has been verified to be good. So how does that apply to us? I don't know. Well, we've got a pretty good system. And I, I guess, what was I? I think I was philosophizing about, uh, I don't know, technology somehow. So this is all advanced technology and we take it for granted when we get on a plane. Morning. And uh, we just get on board and it's the little things that we kind of get upset with, um, like the, the spacing of the seats and how comfortable it is. And really, I mean, I get on a plane, I did Chicago to Phoenix, it was three and a half hours. Not the you know most comfortable, of course I did get an exit row, so that was fine. But, uh, you know, they should, I'm a, I wish they did more height orienting of the seats, but anyway, I will suffer through three hours or two and a half or two being scrunched if I have to. And yeah, I think they said something about on the news about the uh, seat spacing that getting one more seat on an airliner is like $400,000 of revenue um, a year, which yeah, getting one more seat course the the trick is they used to be flying at 80 percent capacity so that means there's probably 20 empty seats so having an empty seat you know why pack in if you you know pack in the people and then have all these empty seats but that's the way it is now i think i bet you the capacity is probably like 90 percent because the goal of an airline would be not to have 20% of the seats empty, but to have them mostly full. So there's all that efficiency thing. And they're trying to figure out how do we get 90, 95% of the seats filled and generate revenue and all that good stuff. So I, I guess that would be sub-optimization because none of us really care, do we? <laughs> Unless you work for United American Southwest, we just want to go where we want to go. Meanwhile, there's hundreds of people 
if not dozens, oh, how's that, that are sitting around figuring out, hey, this flight from Salt Lake City to Kansas City is only full 80% of the time, 80% full on uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Tuesday, Thursday, it only is 40% full. So then the executives will go like, well, let's, maybe if we cancel the Tuesday flight, move that plane somewhere else, have it fly somewhere else, then, um, you know, it will get higher capacities um, on our flight. So there's a, I'm sure there's a whole group of people that are always trying to optimize the route schedule because people are going to fly when they fly we just go on the computer and say i want to fly here to here i need to get there on that day what are my choices american southwest united blah 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 you look at your choices you pick your plane and go and and uh behind the scenes there's all these really smart people trying to optimize the routes to maximize the revenue, to get the most people on the plane. And it gets even more complicated because they have different pricing structures. And they now they've got all these premium seats for another 20 bucks, so they want to get people doing that. Of course, if you do Southwest, they don't do that, but they do do, you know, you can get an A1 to 15 if you pay a little bit more. So if you're A1 to 15, you're going to get a pretty good seat you know so that's the flying world sub-optimized and then frequent flyers will even sub-optimize for their own benefits so what do I, what do I, I guess I'm, is there a conclusion there we all sub-optimize our own situation and it takes experience and growth to know what that suboptimization is. But even after all that suboptimization, let's just live in the moment and enjoy it. So Bud's pulling on the leash to get a rabbit, but we're almost home. Bud, what do you see? Rabbit? Smelling a rabbit? He hasn't been excited at all this whole walk, except for that last little bit where he probably saw a rabbit right but so Friday 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 one another week down time just goes right there's no time doesn't wait for for us and um, the wisdom of just enjoying the moment is where it's at yeah we got to plan and think about that and I'm working on that too, planning. So, not too bad actually. I hope to, we're almost done, like the last five minutes here. And uh, it's warm out, I'm sweating. But Bud got a good walk in, so that's good. And he'll be happy. Tonight will be another story. I'm not sure if I'll do it. I may see if the. the young son can take him out tonight or maybe I'll do it and see if my melancholy mood has been uh, 
improve somehow. I might get surprised today. Who knows? Maybe, maybe something unexpected may happen during the day. Don't know. It's not quite eight o'clock in the morning. Um, fortunately, I'm not having to drive and show up somewhere all the time. So I have to show up on the phone in my contacts and making connections. So I do have to show up. So and I have to prepare for my meeting next week too. So there you go. We're walking uphill. I'm a little bit out of breath. And uh, yeah, it's a quiet morning out here. So go out read fresh take a fresh look at stuff and we get um, especially those of you who go to church regularly or listen to pastors and starting to find out that yeah they they're smart they have a lot of education but they usually have an agenda of some kind and their agenda finds its way into whatever they're teaching about so they usually We'll see things that they want to see there. And, you know, then, then we get traditions, too much traditions. And we get comfortable in our traditions. So take a fresh look. Take a fresh look at uh, what you're reading. And uh, I know we, we want to, if there's a level of patience there, we might get impatient and just fall back on, yeah, I read this before, I know it, I've seen this, and blah, 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 but uh, take a fresh look, what is, uh, what are you seeing, what are you reading, can you get that, can it, uh, the key is the relationships with people, with your family, with people you come across, it's all about God's Spirit working through us. We're broken people. We're um, people that have issues and gaps. So there you go. I think I will end it here. We're going to do some feet washing and uh, for the bud. And how did we do today? We have 35 minutes, a short one. Okay, everybody. Uh, grace, peace, mercy, love, hope, and faith. Amen.